0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG
1: 13. This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. The playoffs are here, and the Winning Plays podcast is here to dissect it. And Chris Forsberg of NBC Sports Sports Boston joining us today. We're not waiting until Wednesday. We're not waiting for this. we are <laughs> oh, just going to just break, break down the
0: heat right. Break down the heat right now. No, and then we'll like just look bad and we'll say we uh you know we we, we posted the wrong version if it's if it's the all all. <laughs> we'll just do two
1: alternate versions. <laughs> um, no, we're not we're not waiting forty eight hours. We need to get hmm. to the medium. because to be honest here, if if we're spending most of our time. Breaking down a first round series, we're wasting our time at this Ooh. point. What this team should be looking at this postseason, uh, which we can get into here. This episode of the Winning Place Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Head on over to FanDuel.com/slash Boston to get your first no sweat first bet. So, Chris, you let's let's do a final break, you know, breakdown of the regular season here before we fully turn the page. I love it. We made it, Rob. We made it. Eighty-two games. Yeah, Eighty-two games. games. Grind. Was it? Did it feel longer than usual this year? What, 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 what's your feel on how this went?
0: Interesting. I felt like the end of the year went really fast. Like it, we got to the the All Star break or whatever. That's fifty eight games, and then the last twenty four or whatever just was 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 kind of cooking here. And that's the way it usually goes. You know, there's a trade deadline so much hoopla. And but it really, I mean, you think back to the twenty one and five start. It feels like three years ago for me, at least. Um, you know, having to watch all that, Rob Williams basketball was tough um but what i find myself doing in the aftermath of the season is is rewinding to i think it's you know you know you know how much we love like pure numbers and stuff like that so 200 days since brad and wick were at the podium lamenting the uh suspension of Ime adoka and i think my big thing going into the year was just how like how gloomy media day was like how uncertain everything felt how tenuous everything felt like here's this all these offseason moves to get Brogdon and Gallinari. And then you got the Rob injury news. The Gallinari is going to miss the season. Ime, And we're like, what the hell is going to happen here? And so credit to the Celtics. Like they, they figured it out and it wasn't perfect. Like there was, they, they played down too often. They cost themselves as the a one seed. And yet you look up and 57 wins. They're relatively healthy outside of gardening accidents. And you feel pretty good about what comes next. So I'm with you. Like, I, I don't spend too much time obsessing about Miami or Atlanta because my whole thing is, all right, are, are they going to get to that championship stage and get a chance to atone? And that, that to me is the bigger story than, you know, Spolstra versus Missoula, which we have to obsess about, but uh, you just got of drill it down. They were one of the better teams in basketball for most of the season. Now it's time to go prove it.
1: Yeah. It's going to your point about media day. Like if you, if you said at that, that point, like Yeah, Celtics are going to get finished with the second best record in the regular season in the whole NBA. Like, they would have taken that in a heartbeat. (laughs) In an an instant. Yeah, like, Rob's out for the first few months. Like, coach fired or suspended slash fired days before training camp. Like, yeah, but the they they put themselves behind, you know, their fast start kind of just tempered those expectations in terms of being like, Mm. yeah, they should be the best team in the league this year. And this is an opportunity. So you can see both sides of it, but I'm a few like this, the big picture now, how they're ending the season now, how the fact that they're, I think, as healthy as they've ever been entering the the playoffs and maybe four or five years, Um, Jalen Brown's garden accidents uh, put to the side here. Like that's, that's big right now. And so that's, that's something where you look at, Where they are from a big picture standpoint, they didn't get the one, but you'd almost rather have everything else in place as opposed to getting that one seed.
0: Yeah, I think if you told me before the season that the Celtics would be the second best offense, the second best defense, that they would, you know, essentially play their best basketball against the best competition, everyone would have taken that. And look, he's on your radio station. He's on my network at night. But Felger's screaming about how the Celtics underachieved because they didn't get the <laughs> one seed. Like, whatever. And and like, look, I don't he's love Joe's fan. answer. I don't love Joe's answer either that, oh, well, the Bucks had to win 20 in a row to to kind of steal it. But it's true, you know, like that that made it a little bit hotter. They took away, they played well against bad teams and the Celtics did not. And we'll see if it bites them. If you want, in six weeks, if we're talking about a game seven loss at Pfizer Forum, yeah, we can sit here and lament it all we want. But for now, I just feel I feel pretty good. Like every every box that you kind of wanted to check along the way, probably got checked. Like Tatum played as an MVP for most of the season. Jalen Brown was way better than I think most people would have envisioned, and and is at least in that All NBA conversation. Rob was great when he was healthy, and got be- and looked better by the end of the year than he did at the start. Al, you know, again had his moments, but uh, you feel pretty good about playoff Al. I mean, Marcus is a little bit. Isn't it weird that Marcus is sort of the wild card for me? Yeah, you know, thought he kind of had an, a roller coaster season, but you got Brogdon, you got White, so you know you have securities there. Uh, and Grant Williams, the the most disappointing player of 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 the 2022 uh, 23, and that's being unfair to Grant because he was actually really good at the start. I know, but like the fact that Grant Williams is your biggest question mark going into the playoffs, like pretty good. Like I, I think you, again. If, if you, if you had laid this all out for me before the season, probably taking it.
1: It's funny. You just say that when it, so I was going to bring us five questions about Ooh. the postseason run. And my last question is what you just answered. What is the biggest question mark about <laughs> these Celtics? It's a question about a question. And so you think it's great Williams. That That's a, I mean, what? I didn't think like, it makes sense from that standpoint, but like, I didn't, I didn't think to as him
0: as a potential option there. Look, I, I'm not saying Grant had some rough moments at the end of the year, but I did think Jason Tatum was going to go on the court yesterday and tell him to take off the JT ones that he was wearing during that game because <laughs> he was embarrassing. The- no, like I, we have we have high expectations for Grant, especially based on what he did in the playoffs last year, and the fact that you have this whole contract situation hovering above it all um, complicates matters. Um, I don't think like. He was really good for stretches. The start of the year was great, like showed a little bit of, of new stuff. But obviously, as the year wore on. Like, I don't know if he was thinking about it more or, or what the case is. I would love for him to, you know, maybe we'll get to talk to him this week and just, you know, see where his head's at. Um, and certainly Joe Missoula didn't do him any favors by taking him out of the rotation in, in that instance and then the whole free throw mass. So I just think Grant's got to get out of his own head. What I would say is the best thing for Grant would be to go back and watch tape of last year and how much he impacted those first two rounds guarding Durant and guarding the important to this playoff run. He just can't linger on, you know, and I don't think he does. I mean, I guess it's only human to think about a little bit about lo- what you potentially lost in earnings. And certainly it doesn't look great for him going into the off season being great in the playoff solves a lot of that. And, you know, so uh, for him, he's just going to look at it as a chance to kind of wipe the slate and get out there. I don't think it's the biggest question because like Hauser has been pretty good. And like, you'll have options if you, if you need to, and you really, I mean as long as the core seven is good uh you know then maybe the eighth and ninth man don't don't matter all that much and Blake can play based on what we saw at the end of the year um I think the biggest question is just you know do they stay healthy you know is, is J, does Jalen's thing linger at all here with the hand Rob stay upright Al doesn't look 37 you know that's probably the biggest question mark but um I, and now I feel bad I feel like I slandered no but slandered that's is, I think
1: as far as the core rotation I think that is there's no doubt like he was so integral last year yeah. to a lot of those series. And that's the one thing like, okay, you, you'll stick with rotation here, But then it's kind of like, okay, well, what happens if Grant doesn't have it? Like, where do you go? Do they have enough left to kind of cover that up? Um, but I'm with you. I think this week, Grant, just, you know, play that. Watch those highlight clips of Game 7 against the Bucks. Just, like, keep that in a loop for himself. Be like, oh, yeah, this is, like, this is what he need to be kind of built up towards since... You know they they probably shouldn't him that much against Lee, but I don't know, like against Bam, like if Rob gets in the foul trouble or gets hurt, like that that finally becomes a pretty big matchup there. But I like that, I like that answer from you. I think that's like could based on the past could come up just as big now. Yeah, um, and you just
0: look you look at um and again you just look at the path and not to because like I don't think it's the big like the biggest storyline of the week, but certainly you know they're gonna need help with Bam. That's a guy who he has the rivalry yep. with from from high school. Embiid, like you're gonna need as many bodies as possible. It'd be really good if you could get good Grant m- minutes there. And then obviously with Milwaukee. So I just think like there's a chance for a, a lot of what we nitpick about Grant over the course of the season. It's there's a chance to just kind of make us forget about it and uh focus on the good and remind us what, why he deserves, you know, whatever is available this
1: offseason. All right. Next question. Starting five. Ooh. We see a more small look. With I'm thinking the totality of the playoffs here. Yep. So putting first round aside here, do we see more of the the Derek White starting five, the small ball starting five with Rob coming off the bench, or do they put lay it all on the table with going back to Rob <laughs> and Al in the front court um, for the for the majority of the playoffs? I assume they're not going to start that way, but I'm curious to see which direction they they eventually lean towards more.
0: Exactly. I so I, my guess would be, and this is sort of hedging, but I think they start Derek and then. The amount of double big they play is, is you know, based on how well it looks during the season. Like the crazy thing is, Alan Rob, the numbers are like outrageous when they're on the court together. Like probably the, I think the best two-man group for the Celtics, you know, plus, uh, last time I looked, it was like a plus 21 or something like that. Net rating, like amazing, amazing amount of minutes. Al, Rob, Jalen, Jason, Marcus, terrible. Yeah. Like last year's starting five has been atrocious, maybe minus 20. In those minutes, which again, if you take those minutes out and then look at Alan Rob singularly, is probably plus 40. So I don't know. They've got to figure out the right mix, like how to get that double big out there and maximize the minutes. But Derek, why start it?
1: For smart now, It does,
0: get it gets a little easier in the postseason, right? Like you're going to play both guys 30, whatever the number is, and you're going to patch together the 48, at, and then there'll be some overlap. And, you know, so. The, I think just Missoula has to find the right spots to use it and, uh, and and just ride it when it's when it's working. And if it's not, if that starting group with that, like you have that that last year's lineup on the floor and it sucks again, just be quick to get away from it. Yeah.
1: um what do you think I, yeah i think i think they're gonna lean more small i think that's like i i agree like the they're gonna like playing al and rob over the course of the game makes plenty of sense based on the opponent and like the numbers don't lie there like that's that's something you want to lean on but i think we have enough of the sample size with that starting five this year but that's just like you don't want to go to there unless you have to unless you're going down the series you want to you mix it up but i think your default is when does this group play their best basketball it's when Derek White's been on the floor with the starters pretty much. And until further notice, like that's probably the way to roll off. And then I think you potentially get more out of Rob coming off the bench against second units anyway, regardless, since he can, you know, feast a little bit easier against those groups. And while, you know, being playing alongside some of the starters in the process. So um, I think we'll see it. We will definitely see both, but I think when all is said and done, I think we see more of the, the small ball just because, I think that's the way Joe honestly wants to play the most. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. And I, the other thing I would say is, um, you can chuckle when I when I when I've pre written my the game that saw, saved the Celtics season when Derek White didn't play in the fourth quarter in Utah, <laughs> and Joe remembered that he should play Derek White a whole bunch.
1: Not a lot of complaints about Joe since that game, right? And it,
0: it, it was as if that game he figured he kind of like learned some lessons.
1: Well, it's and it's because. The, the the unfortunate part about Joe, and and I'll uh, we'll just trade this to him because my next question here is going to be about Joe in terms of, um, I think, just his, what he looks like in the postseason, in his in, in strength, or a potential, like, weakness for this group in, like, head-to-head coaching matchups. He's obviously clearly a strength for this season on a whole, um, based on where they are in the standings. But, yeah, it is, there were, you know the admitting mistakes, things like leading that Utah game. Like it's, it'd be mean, one thing with that. was like, I went off like, no, this, this was a, this had right. happened a few times, but ever since that game, I feel like they've, he's come close to running Derek White into the ground in a good way. Um, getting <laughs> like, those 40 minute nights have been up and up and up, even when everyone else is getting more rest. And the Celtics have played by and large very well since then. So, um, yeah, there's, there's been plenty to nitpick over the course of the season of show. Uh, plenty of things to make you worry about what it's going to look like, um, on a big stage, but you wonder now whether he, everything's kind of fallen into place here in terms of him knowing his blind spots and knowing what to go to when it matters most.
0: Okay. I'm changing the article. Did the, did the media save the 2023 <laughs> 23 Celtics by badgering Joe into playing Derek white, 40 plus minutes and him being like, okay, you jerks once it's Derek white, you're going to get Derek white. and we will be the best team in basketball of the final 13, 14 games of the season. So, uh, no, I agree. I, I, I don't, it's not that I feel like Joe is going to be a liability at all. Like he's proven himself. Like he's had a really good year. You know, like I, I think we can nitpick the little stuff he learned. I loved his response yesterday when he said, what did he learn? And he said, timeouts, you know, like it was true. He's yeah. using timeouts at the he's start of the up. year. You know, it's something you got to learn. Dude had never been on a, the front of the bench before for an NBA season. You just got to learn these things. And uh, yet again, I think the media was right about, but you know, like overall, uh i think he's proven he's willing to put in the work he's going to put the team in the best position to succeed he can't be out there impacting like effort level at all times but he can do like coach type things i think the biggest question mark and it'll be accentuated in round one because if they do get the heat you're going to have spolstra who's going to junk up the game very nick nurse like he's going to throw the zone out there he's going to force joe to make quick decisions about personnel and lineups and how does joe react sometimes maybe a little bit slow in that in the regular season you know, d- doesn't always cost you in those moments. He's got to be, got to be spot on in those instances or else, you know, it could tip a game or something here. I don't think it'll cost them a series. It might cost them a game, like a, a late game decision, something like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I think knowing that too, we'll have Joe just a little, I like Joe's not going to sleep for the next 128 hours, getting ready for whoever it is and making sure the team's ready. Uh, And so the, the, they'll be good to go. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about, it, but certainly because, if you start looking at the path and Spolstra, Doc, Budenholzer, three championship coaches, so you know you, you, you at least got to be ready for uh, guys that have been through it. And what do we always say? Like coaches aren't graded until the postseason. And even Eme last year, like at least he got a couple rounds before he had to get to Spolstra. You know, yeah. kind of like he could learn. I mean, Steve Nash in round one, and it wasn't really the the hardest debut for for Emei there, and so. Uh, let's let's see what he can do uh here with Joe
1: and, and and uh,
0: but like, are you worried at all about Joe in the playoffs? It's,
1: I mean, it's gone down. I think it's it's tough against Spolstra. That's a tough test to begin. But from a personnel standpoint, he just has more options to go to. Yeah. And so I think, like, agree. Like he's there's been you know a learning curve on some fronts, but I think he's gotten kind of there on a lot of fronts in the last month to the point like. When's the last time I saw anyone compare about complain about timeouts of him? I, like, it's been a while. Um, and, and, so, and, and
0: end of game, end of game plays, which he just ran one
1: for yeah. the entirety of the season. But like again,
0: as right, long as he's sitting on, yes, that's it.
1: Right. So hopefully, you know, again, I I think last time we talked, I'm like, well, he's probably keeping some things in the in uh, under the, under know in the cupboard I, for a while here. So we're gonna find out. We'll find, out. find out. And <laughs> I think the other good thing for him is like, as far as the heat goes, he was many players I talked to on the team yeah. raved about his like game planning in terms of shutting them down from a defensive standpoint last year. And now their offense is even worse. Yeah. So if it is Miami um, Atlanta is, you know, I think a tougher just matchup and defending wise, but you know, they that's just a team that doesn't seem yeah. to have. The guts you, in the postseason you, and make anything interesting
0: when you score yeah. 140 points against the hawks every night it will be yeah the easy, exactly. easy right. series so uh no but i'm with you i think and that's a good point too I, you know i think we should I'd probably hammer that home i'll steal that idea at some point yeah, this week he was Mizzou, if you go back and watch the tape of of that heat series Missoula's is like pretty much jumping from behind the bench onto the floor to call some defensive signals and get
1: everybody ready so yeah he was he was super vital to to the success yeah. there um i guess this next question kind of lines up with joe but it is a, a broader team-wide question I think honestly maybe for me one of the biggest questions we have period the crunch time 5 the crunch Ooh. time 5 is in my mind just a complete wild card game to game um based on how this Are you season- okay with that? I think it's not ideal but I'm okay with it from the sense that like I couldn't give you the right one right now like, I couldn't I tell have, you what, like, what's, what will, what, do you have for us? Do you have, do you have the answer?
0: I, I don't, I don't have the exact pod, but I I can tell you this, the, the the one random number that keeps like really jumping out at me is how bad the team or not bad, but like how just sort of neutral the team has been when Jalen and Malcolm have been together yeah. on the court. Like, I think it's, a, it, last time I looked, it was a zero net rating for the season in like, you know, 400 and something minutes together with just those two or, you know, those two together at, at, in any combination. Um, and it doesn't make any sense, you know, like it should work with Malcolm and this and the core guys. And yet it just hasn't. And I, I can remember, I think it was maybe one of your first winning plays of the year. Maybe you and Ryan, something like that. And it was like you guys were talking about the crunch time lineup. And it was it was just it, why isn't it working with Malcolm? And here we are four or five months later. It's still not working with Malcolm. I don't know, but, but like it's probably their best overall collection of talent. Yeah. In, in a vacuum, I want. Malcolm Brogdon on the court in big moments, like his steadiness. You know, I don't know if if smart Brogdon is part of what clunks it up a little bit and the ball handling nature, but yeah, I don't know. As long as smart, Jalen, Jason are on the court, and like again, I just want smart for the chaos factor. And maybe there's a night that he's just out of control and what about you your boy go? D. White
1: though.
0: Well, no, and that, that's what I'm saying. So I can't sit here and lobby all season for Derek White to be part of it, and then say no. <laughs> what, but you, sure can't on brog- you can't play him, the name Smart. Like I-, I-, I agree. So Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Just, I, I think don't know. Smart being a default on the floor at the end of the game, given a season, is a mistake. I think Bam. I think everything, it has to be game flow. And if Smart has it that game, or Smart is like being, you need him defensively, I get it. But I think we're at a point now where as long as white is shooting with confidence in a game, like he has to be a default option there. And then the choice goes to smart. If you want more defensive and chaos feel or Brogdon if you, if he has it going offensively and you need that to get going, I think that's in my mind, that's, that's the biggest decision to make right now. And I mean, it's not the perfect choice because we know white can kind of lose it in an instance. And then, you know, I think Ime and Joe at the game this year kind of stuck to that with getting him like a really quick, you know, pull when he just Mm -hmm. in games where he was showing any kind of like hesitation. um, Hopefully he's over that now, but I just think he's been that good where it's like, I, 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 the numbers don't lie. You have to have him on
0: the floor. Like in general, like you have to play Derek white. And I do agree. Sometimes in those situations, I just prefer the highest basketball IQ guys be out there and make the right decisions, take care of the ball. And so go small and probably have, some collection of those two guards and maybe it is a feel thing. And maybe I don't know if that's ideal. Like I'd much rather know definitively like this is the five they should go with. Um, And yet this is where comes that. You, you set it up, right. It, this is where it comes down to Joe. Joe's got to have the right feel for who those guys are and make that decision quick and have no hesitation. And if he does, they'll be successful.
1: What's do you think you're going to see Robin crutch time at all?
0: I think there'll be instances where like you just, maybe either the opponent's big or you just want, you know, maybe, I don't know if you pull Al off the court in that instance, you really want Al out there too, but you know, I can see instances where he's out there and just, you know, for the defensive chaos of, and, and maybe that's when smart isn't out there. And you just need another yeah. really defensive minded guy and put him as the big or Al's in foul trouble, which I guess doesn't happen often, but um, yeah, I can see, I can see some crunch Rob in there, but it also depends on how he's playing. Like I think he's had games where it's clear, like Rob is spry and got it. And I think you can tell within the first five minutes, it's like, oh, it's not going to be a Rob Knight. He's just like, you know, fumbling the ball a little bit, just, you know, doesn't have it. And so, again, it's it, it, second best team in the league probably shouldn't be so much of a feel. But if we can notice it, like I feel like Joe should be able to, to, to punch up those right buttons.
1: I think that uh, kind of puts up the degree of difficulty for Joe, like kind of all season long when you don't. These teams like this good usually have like, oh, yeah, we know who we're closing with. Like, right. that's easy. Like, I don't have to think twice about this. And like, you think back to the, the title teams in the doc era, it's like, yeah, he had, he had a set four. And then sometimes it would change mm-hmm. based on who had it going in a game. But usually it's like Posey was that fifth guy um, in place of like perk, but, or even Rondo if like Eddie right. house there. But now this, this team, there's, you have like two certain, probably like three certainties of Horford. But then after that, now I do think there's just, you have like four, maybe five options for those other two spots and that's like, Kind of uncharted waters but could be a good thing i
0: can't wait it's, it's gonna be a per- persistent storyline throughout yeah. the,
1: like we'd
0: be obsessing about the
1: clothing line um all right last well, question more the more big picture here um postseason impact on jalen brown's future do you kind of see it having Ooh. any type of lingering impact either way is there a way you'd want it to go in terms of favoring where's future or do you feel like this is just like not going to be a real big factor in terms of uh, how this summer plays out.
0: Interesting. I, I, until you phrased it at first, I was just going to completely dismiss it, but no, you're right. So a couple things, one for long stretches of last postseason, he was the best, most consistent player. Fair. Like, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I needed validation on that, but <laughs> um, you, so I, I feel pretty good about it coming off of last year. And yet you always feel a little bit better. If he goes out there, if he has a complete stinker of a postseason, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely goes into the calculus about what you're willing to extend to. But I just don't see, and people keep asking me, like, you know, is there any chance they don't go full Supermax if he's eligible? And i like, no, he already took a discount once. Yeah. You, you know, it, you you just got to be okay with overpaying. And I, I don't even know if it's overpaying. It's just, you got to be okay paying market rates for superstars. And you don't have right. a backup plan. So, um, you know, it's just 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 be okay with paying that money.
1: Right. That's what boils down to it's like oh yeah what's the alternative and if there <laughs> is no alternative if the alternative is like finding a trade where you have no leverage because um, other teams know that you're not willing to go there and he's not willing to stay for otherwise then that that kind of kills it. So yeah I'm with you I think that's it's hard to envision a scenario like that but it is it is, I think big picture wise like more success like Jalen is very team focused win oriented it seems like in terms of being a part of his legacy. So that's a situation where they need, you know, the more they take care of there, I think the easier decision it comes if there's any kind of doubt there for him. I don't, I like on the Sports of Celtics show um, with Gasper and Murray, they were talking about like, oh, maybe like if they win one, like that makes it easier for Jalen to like walk away if he wants to. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I think if he gets a taste of it, I yeah. think that's tougher if you can like put three or four together and still get paid more than anyone else it's that's it'd be pretty tough to walk away from that
0: i I think you're always going to be tempted and and maybe that does bring it full circle they've accomplished all they can he's got an opportunity out there but i I still think there would be a lot that had to go into to that potential decision and maybe that would be the celtics just saying hey we're not going to give you the full full max like we gotta we gotta with the new rules we gotta trade cautiously and then that pushes him towards it but i just i don't see that happen and i think it's more likely than not that either he gets all nba and it's a easy peasy decision this summer to to lock him up regardless of how this plays out. Or as I told you, like I'm bracing myself for for 14 months no. of like this angering angering story about like and it's not his fault. Like if he wants to bet on himself, it makes all the sense in the world. And I've always thought that's the way it will tilt. Um but man, it's gonna be obnoxious around here for for 14 months or 12 months or
1: whatever the case may be. Well we don't have to worry about that for at least another couple yes months. In the meantime, but those are your five pressing questions about the Celtics ah. in the playoffs. We covered, we we didn't talk about any head to head matchups or anything, and we covered so much ground here. I'm very proud. I love of it. it. This, po- really this podcast job. can
0: stand for the week. I might just exactly. put this on Celtics talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have a teaser preview, we'll send to you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, MEC Sports Boston's Chris Forberg, tell us where you can see you all week long here. Um, oh, so
0: uh, we have we have a playoff preview show on uh, Friday night. It's taking the place of Celtics post up, so we'll get you ready for. I'm just going to say Celtics heat because I don't think the Atlanta Hawks are winning that game. But uh, maybe I will look silly uh, if you're if you're watching this after Tuesday night. Uh, and yeah, we'll just be hanging out. Hopefully, at Celtics practice all week. We do. We we, uh, we got some. We taped some interviews earlier this week with uh, a couple guys, maybe even Rob Williams. So Ooh. I don't know when those will all necessarily roll out. Either that, Derek White's up there now, but yeah, go just go check out all that stuff. It's fine.
1: And you guys have all you guys have game one. We have right? they didn't steal game one from you.
0: Yes, we have game one and I believe I should double check that.
1: Uh but it's we, ESPN, t- so it's gotta we, be. It's not ABC. Yeah,
0: so it's okay. we t- we typically have all of round one besides the national exclusives when those windows are are very are very limited. It's like the 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 one three on thirty Sunday. It's not because Celtics Nets was such a big deal and we lost, I think, maybe one or two games in that stretch. But I, yeah, come hang out. We only get the the first round. Uh there for pre and post and half and all that playoffs but uh if you want mike and Scal and abby and and us people in the studio uh i was gonna say uh, uh us jokesters in the studio because we just <laughs> we try to keep it light um you know yeah like uh come hang out with us and uh and uh hopefully uh hopefully you get a, a, a nice as much as i want seven games for my network uh
1: hopefully it's a nice breezy five game series pacing will be good Pacing gonna be a fair run yeah, here, but there go. all right well check them out there Check out the Wing Plays pod all week long. We'll have full preview coming up once we know this opponent later this week as well. We'll be hearing from Chris all postseason long, in and out. And uh, make sure you check him out in the Celtics Talk pod as well. And um, that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you guys later this week when we figure out who's lying ahead in the first round. Go Miami.